Fred and Fritz, Fred and Fritz, the perfect combination of brawn and wit. Politics, sports, and trending shit. Let's tune in to Brad and Brit. It is the Brad and Brit cast. We got two, two of them this week. And then we're going to take take some some time off to to really reassess our lives <laughs> and come back and do the same thing because reassessment is doesn't get you anywhere it's it futile really it's pointless yeah. for, for instance, right, so, if, you, if, if you committed an act of violence in front of billions of people you would never want to reassess your life or anything would you? i wouldn't no, no i would no uh uh if you're if you're listening to us you can't see this but if you're if you've been watching us you see i have beneath my my uh picture the most stressed state yeah of the 50 states excuse me of the 57 states <laughs> that's funnier that's a, every time it, i say it, it it's never not going to be funny what do you think it is most stressed state feels i would i would just say california offhand this is based on work family money health and Safety. Obviously, if it was just based on the price of gasoline, yeah, California and Hawaii would be the two most. Well, here, here's my thinking on that is it's like there's always some sort of natural disaster. It's either a wildfire, a mudslide, you know, the earthquake. There's always some kind of thing going on in California. Plus, you know, the, the, all the incredibly high taxes. And like you said, the gas, it feels like it to me. Not a bad guess, but California only rates the 14th most stressed state. And uh, I will put to to uh, bed where we are. We're doing pretty well on stress. We're ahead of. We're more stressed than California, number twelve. Yeah. And Florida is right in between us. So it's in twelfth, North Carolina, thirteenth Florida, fourteenth California. All right, from ten to one. Here you go. Most stressed states. And I'm looking, looking, looking. They're all Trump states wow. in the presidential election, except for two of them okay right? uh in 10th place tennessee trump ninth texas trump alabama eighth texas uh oklahoma seventh texas texas <laughs> trump 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 arkansas arkansas trump in sixth place uh fifth place mississippi trump fourth place west virginia trump third place new mexico biden uh second place nevada Biden and in first place it's Louisiana. Louisiana. What's that? Well, I guess it is struggling. I mean, again, that when you talk about natural disasters, there's always a hurricane or tornado or something there. That's true. That's true. Uh the most laid back, relaxed, greatest places to be, uh, in order from uh number forty one to fifty. Okay, so that's the the, the, yeah. the ten uh again, as you know. These lists are bullshit. Oh no no no! This is this is absolutely this is ironclad. There's absolutely you cannot attack and impeach this in any way. Here we go: uh, New Jersey, Nebraska, Massachusetts, North Dakota, Hawaii, New Hampshire, Wisconsin, forty seventh. Yeah, it's really really back in Wisconsin these days. Sure. South Dakota, Minnesota, and the uh, least stressed place. And this one's. It's going to make Utah. Utah comes out very well in a lot of. Uh, oh, yeah. It's very livable out there for sure. Yeah. Now, now, in the case of North Carolina, remember, they probably ran this data or, or collected it months ago. And that was before UNC and Duke were going to meet in 
semifinals, which I believe probably pushed this state up a couple of notches, don't you think? It's the most intense and the most important UNC Duke game ever. They've, they've met for 102 years in college basketball, never met in the NCAA tournament, never met in the Final Four, and, of course, this could be Coach K's final game. So all of those things, CBS got the game that they want. They, I mean, it's going to be absolutely massive on Saturday night on CBS. Well, they really couldn't lose. Because if St. Peter's would have beaten Carolina, exactly, exactly. Um, the the uh, possibility of them beating Carolina and Duke back to back would have been something after they'd already beaten Kentucky. So they were they were certainly in a in a no lose position in terms of the the storyline. And they got that, three and they, they got three teams in the Final Four with like national followers. Kansas yeah. obviously a national brand. Now Villanova on the other hand, whatever. But you know that's it's well, going to be big. But, they're they're big winners too. They're they're certainly a a class. Now here's the question, and I don't know if anybody else has asked this. I try to try to come at this from a uh, a little bit different. If St. Peter's had played North Carolina last week yeah. or the week before, and they were in the position that Kentucky was in, that was it Murray State was in, that yeah. uh, Purdue was in, is it? not possible maybe even likely that they would have taken this team lightly enough to have found themselves on their backs because if not then north carolina is so great there's absolutely not because remember if you want to play the well if so and so beat so and so then so and so beat so and so north carolina is your favorite of the final four right of course yeah because i i just think that they went to school and did a great job of, of understanding what it would take to not let these guys up off the floor from the first second. Because I was uh, I was shopping Sunday afternoon. I get in the car, I I, I, I turn it on, and it's nine to nothing. And I go, uh oh, <laughs> that's <laughs> that, that's going to be that that's that's going to be trouble. That's that's not a good thing. So anyway, congratulations to uh, as you know, Britt. They're my Tar Heels, as oh. you know. But they're not your Blue Devils. You're not. You're not equally excited for the Blue Devils. No, no. I'm. I'm for the People's School. Yeah. I'm for the People's University. You know, my kids. None. Neither of them applied to get get admission to Duke. They both yeah. applied to Carolina. The so, school that gave us Stephen Miller and Rand Paul. You're not. You're not rooting for that school. No, I'm not. No, I'm. I'm rooting for the school that gave us uh, Sidney Powell. That's the only one. And by the way, she's from Durham, so she gets a little bit of that that taint on her right there. But that's nice fine. try, nice try, nice try. <laughs> uh, but that was uh, uh, that'll be a lot of fun. So, Britt, do you have one of those hilarious hats that's half Duke, no, half no, North uh, Carolina? Because no, no. they're really, really funny. How, um, no. uh, in in Vegas, do you think they'll take a bet on how soon that will get shown? on tv by someone wearing it in the first minute first five minutes first 20 minutes uh, make your bet it's funny you should mention that because um i think it was maybe at the acc tournament our friend rl bynum who's been a long time brad and brit supporter he was on national television he was on the on espn when they were showing the acc tournament in his uh, chicago cubs hat because it was the same day that they had resolved all their issues with the lockout and there's rl bynum's face right there we've met him we met him in Cary at one of our tours like for like five, six, seven seconds, Good and I start talking about baseball. Good guy. Good guy. Yeah, I, I, the, yeah, I'm always for, I'm always for being off topic 
So, yeah. so wearing a Cubs hat and getting on TV during yes. a, a basketball, there, could there be anything more off topic by them to, to, to do that? Well, the house divided stuff, which is great. It was, it was like somebody went there and go, you know, we just can't have two rival schools. We can't, I mean, honestly, is do they have that stuff with Michigan and Ohio State? Would you ever find a house divided like license plate for your car? I would hope everyone's car, whoever had that on it, would be keyed and then thrown into the trash. I would hope someone would roll it off a cliff yeah. if they they ever spotted that somewhere. No, no, this is this is a unique unique moment, and so we will we will treasure it. We will enjoy it, no no matter what happens, and uh, and and we'll move on. All right, we we got a lot of real real things happening here. I got I got great choices for you. They're all they're all fantastic, as you might guess. All right, I'm ready for uh, your choices. Ready for your list. Yeah. All right, here you go. Uh, Team Smith or Team Rock, pick a side. Um, why you really shouldn't eat Russian dressing, and it's not for the reason that you think. Uh, how about I love President Blank because he says what I'm thinking. Fuck political correctness, unless it's Biden. <clears throat> um, accountability for Don. And or could there be any news about Ted Cruz that makes you think even less of him? Of course there can be. Uh, let's do uh, the, the topic that is sweeping America, Team Smith or Team Rock, Red. Mm. All right. Uh, no charges will be filed by Chris Rock after getting uh, slapped by Will Smith. How did you find out about this? Did you find out? Were you watching or did you In- see it on phone how did, how did it happen in real time with a mute button on so i did not know if it was a planned bit immediately i did not know if it was fake or real at first mm. Mm. um what uh, 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 let's try to bring some things that that may not be discussed uh, everywhere else about this the first thing that i saw last night uh that, that came in as a notification and i i I, I checked it out and went to a couple sites that, that had the video of it. Uh, it was made very, very clear that the American audience, the sensitive snowflake American audience, could not dare be subjected to Will Smith sitting back in his seat after slapping, assaulting yeah. Chris Rock in front of the world, could not hear him say, what were his exact words? Don't you talk about my, don't you fucking talk about my wife again. Don't those words come out of your mouth again. Thank you, suburban white man. Keep my wife's name out your fucking mouth, which he says twice. Thank you. Which he says says it twice. Right, so you could, could, so the the pieces that I read said, the international feed of the Academy Awards went out to the world, and the world heard everything that was said on ABC, owned by Disney. Yeah. They made sure that Americans were not subjected, to the, but we all know what was said. And and, and, the, and I, I just find that really, really curious and and interesting. There's just some, there's, a, there's this prudishness, there's this weirdness about the United States. Because that's reality, okay? That's mm-hmm. reality TV at its best. This is the network, ABC, that has the fucking Bachelor, the Bachelorette, son of the Bachelorette, the Bachelorette on ice. 
do they have American Idol now? Yes, they do. I think they do. Didn't they grab American yeah, Idol? Yeah, yeah Ryan Seacrest worked his magic. Did they yeah. kick it off and it's on Fox? I don't even know where these shows are. So those are reality shows. But when there's a real reality, oh, they have to censor. It's so sick. But the, and you? now when when people run clips of it today elsewhere, they're still running it with the big long pause in there. Apparently, the uh, if, if you're in Asia, you totally won. The Australian feed, the Japanese feed, that was the one that I saw that had all of the good words in it that you want to hear. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so so uh, then, you know, a couple moments later, Will Smith wins Best Actor <laughs> right. for playing, playing an asshole, a complete asshole equivalent to the way he acted. Now, well, in real- hang on. Hang on, let me stop you there. Now, Richard Williams gets a lot of shit for a lot of people. What Richard Williams never did was at a, at a tennis tournament where there was a bad call against one of – he never went up to a linesman and slapped I understand that. He never did I that. And, and, and by the I way, he it. would hear awful things said about his, his daughters at tennis tournaments, something very racial. He never went any, up to anybody and slapped him. So I have a slight problem with Will Smith saying, hey, I'm just like Richard Williams. No, you're not. No, you're not. He's not a saint, but he never went up and slapped a comedian for making an innocent joke about your public, you know, about your public wife who makes her living as an actress and has for like thirty years, like you have. So yeah, well, but you're ahead. you're forgetting the the alopecia card. Yeah, I get that, you're, and you're I, forgetting I, I'm the not... alopecia card. Which, by the way, I don't I don't think I don't think at any level gives Will Smith any currency to go up either. there and physically assault Chris Rock. N- n- not at all. And, I and by either. the way, I did. I did get the joke instantly when he said it because so everybody. that was a really that was a really famous movie, and everybody saw Demi Moore with yes. that shaved head look. Everybody saw that. That was a famous and scene, it's funny and it's innocent and it doesn't demean her. And I'm so I know she's probably I know that Jada Pinkett Smith has probably had a tough time with alopecia. It's not been fun and it's not a funny thing. But when she immediately put on Instagram that she was shaving her head. She made fun of it and it was fine and, and nobody, but all of a sudden, and he laughed at it immediately. You can see Will Smith kind of chuckling, at the yeah. joke, but then he sees her reaction and he feels like he has to go slap the shit out of somebody. Yeah. I, I apologize for laughing at it. Now I'm going to go beat the shit out of the guy. Just to save face. I don't, <laughs> what know, is that? I don't understand. And I, go, I always, again, I, if you had somebody that was very close to, you may be in another room there at your house who had been a practicing psychiatrist for nigh on decades. I know she's never examined Mr. Smith, but would that be a possible sign of mental illness is that you assault somebody in front of a few billion people over nothing? Would that be maybe a sign that you're mentally ill? Um, well, Jack Ruby did it. Uh, <laughs> uh, how come nobody says anything about that? Yeah, everybody uh, celebrates it. <laughs> right. Right. Well, but what really kind of confirmed that there's something seriously wrong with him was the uh, five minute. I don't know if you recall that a speech or not. The, this yeah. crying, whiny. Also, by the way, I want another corollary because we've talked about apologies a lot in our time. Together. It wasn't an apology. No, no. He apologized to everybody but the guy he assaulted. That's right. <laughs> it's like if you're at a dinner party and a guy slaps his wife, he goes, I'd like to apologize to all the guests here and to my mother and father they raised me better than this and like well no like you need to apologize to the person that you just slapped he he could have shortened it by just saying uh i apologize if anyone was offended by my by my action yeah and then he tried (laughs) to run that like you 
said he tries to blame, tries to relate himself to be Richard Williams. Well, he's a defender of the family. I was well, no, you weren't. Well, you weren't defending he, your family. He he made this belabored point about the fact that famous people have to put up with shit. Oh, they have to put God. up with critics who tell them that they suck. And they have to suck it up and just take it. And then, of course, he expanded that to uh, – did he expand it to racially at all? I can't remember whether he did or not. I don't think he did. He did a religious thing because okay. Denzel, Denzel right, but, went up to him. Denzel and Tyler Perry were two of the people who helped counsel him on this. Yeah. And Denzel said, you got to watch out in your highest moment. That's when the devil comes after you. What does that mean, Denzel? What do you even mean I, by that? I don't know. That sounds like QAnon shit to me. But wait, with with all that with all that said, and the fact that he uh, he 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 didn't apologize, his his inability to understand that there was not going to be anything he was going to say that wasn't going to just throw more dirt on his own head at the time. And he just kept talking. He really did. He just, he just kept on and on and on and on. And remember, how many days has it been? It's been, what, uh, about seven, eight years since that Supreme Court justice was up for her nomination that that Jackson woman, that was so long ago. Oh, wait, I'm sorry. That was only about four days ago. It's like a week, yeah. And this is a woman, hang on, this is a woman who really, truly did embody exactly what Will Smith thinks happened to his wife in public that needed to be retaliated for instantly, that Judge Jackson, who showed exactly how you have to handle this, and we all know that, yes, the standards for black people who are assaulted verbally in a Supreme Court nomination are way different. She could not get up out of her seat and go slap Lindsey Graham or Ted Cruz, which is what we wish she could have and would have done, but was not allowed to. Nottle can't do it. She can't do it. She couldn't do it. So that's the example and then here's the the opposite example of someone just losing their shit. You can't do it. And then you can't complain after you've done it that you're not allowed to do it. It's not that you're not allowed to do it. It's just you shouldn't do it. It's not right. You can't do it. No, nobody should do it. Doesn't it so, reek of entitlement? Don't you think that reeks of some sort of entitlement? Of course it does. And, and, and by the way, the, the, the fucking Academy of Motion Picture, what's their, what's their statement? Uh, we're against violence of all kinds. Oh my God! No, we're 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 against. Really? So so there are good people on both sides of this one too. I see. I see good things. Yeah, I see problems on both sides. We don't. Here, I I have the win in this whole thing though. If if they and this can be done because these are big stars and there's machination. They have they do a Visa commercial together or something. They sit down and eat nachos together. In a commercial on Saturday night, you know, that airs on CBS, and all of the proceeds go to Ukrainian refugees. They do that. Everybody wins. Everybody, it's a win for both of them, and then everybody gets out of this alive. I, I think that's that's the win. If I, do I have to be a Hollywood publicist? Do I have to be Alope- a Hollywood publicist? No, should go to alopecia research. <laughs> alopecia research. 
<laughs> here's my useless. Uh, here's my useless trivia on that, which really is off topic and does. Uh, she did go. Jada Pinkett Smith did attend the North Carolina School of the Arts in Winston Salem, North Carolina. Did she? Did she? Did she? There you go. All right. That's one of those. All right, so we uh, we've got. Uh, and uh, by the way, here's a program note. Uh, tomorrow on the Brad and uh, Britt cast, we have a guest, our old friend Park Pewterbaugh. I believe yeah. Britt, we had him on before the election. We did right I think. before the election, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, the election that, that Biden stole, that that election. I'm reminding you which election it was. Park Peterbaugh, among other things, one of America's most celebrated uh, rock journalists. And I'm sure right. we'll carve out a little space to talk about Taylor Hawkins, the death of the Foo Fighters drummer, yeah. uh, who passed away at the age of 50. Very, very sad. And, uh, of course, the Foo Fighters played on that final episode of the David Letterman show, The Late Show, playing the song Ever Long. So now that as you go back and you watch that clip, which will live forever, yeah. You see, uh, right. that one hits a little different. So, Park, Park Pewterbaugh, Tuesdays, Brad and Britcast. Right. Um, okay, so why you really shouldn't eat Russian dressing. I love President Blank because he says what I'm thinking. Yeah. Fuck political correctness. That's why I like him. Yeah. Or accountability for Don, and could any news about Ted Cruz make you hate him even more than you already do? The answer, of course, is yes. Let's do the uh, I love President Blank because he says what I'm thinking. Right. Um, we know, and we don't talk about it all that much because it's kind of a given that Donald Trump and Joe Biden, both of them, are really too old to be president of the united states but they are they fulfilled the constitutional requirements trump did in 2016 when he was elected biden also and there is no upper age limit we understand that we get that but and i'll bet you already know this brit you're only 50 but you're not 30 know that and uh every year that goes by you get a little bit more likely to just say what the fuck you think Right. Hmm. And that's just not a good thing to to have as a as a president. And in the case of Joe Biden, Joe Biden has been free with his thoughts, not just at age 78, but at 58, 48. And and that's just Joe Biden. And uh, he's not called a gaffe machine by accident. And that's OK. And. I would vote for him tomorrow against Donald Trump. That's not the question, okay? So there he is making this trip overseas, which under the best circumstances is a stressful trip for anybody, even when they don't travel first class on Air Force One and have every everything taken care of the way a president does. And he spent much of uh, Saturday visiting with refugees who had escaped from ukraine and the pictures are heartbreaking and empathetic joe was empathetic joe at his best with children holding them speaking to parents and i don't know if you saw that other piece of uh, video of him speaking to some soldiers where he's standing there and they're you know they're, they're kind of in a semicircle around him and he already sounded like he was half dead sadly his voice was so weak. It was just, I thought, my goodness. 
now that's this has nothing to do with he's cognitively gone he's not that's that's not that's not the point he's not but it doesn't matter and when he went off script on his speech later in the day on saturday and said many of the right things and then said putin can't remain in power he cannot remain in power he's a butcher all those things he cannot remain in power and you know the, the the shit flew and oh my god can, can you believe he said that and, right and we all know that we all agree with what he said of and course. we all know that he shouldn't have said it and why did he say it and why do we have to have this discussion and it's because he's joe biden and he's 78 um and then you go well gee trump would have never said something stupid well oh, you can't no. say that no you forget that no. i thought i thought that's what trump people loved about donald trump right that he would say things about all the people that were their enemies that they wanted to say that no politician would ever say so don't give us that shit all the republicans who are now in a way half coming to defend biden for what he said they're so full of shit they're so full of shit well can like we wait a minute let me let Let's have a, I want to have a discussion about this because I want to, I mean I want to be very clear about what we're doing. What he was not doing was advocating for like regime change as far as like what we did in Iraq, which was so successful. I want to be really clear. That's not what he was talking about, right? But it it doesn't matter, okay? Because this is the game that we play here all the time, which is don't give them shit that they can play as a clip forever to ram up your ass and i'm not a student of russian history although i did take a couple of courses actually in international studies back in the day but i took them so long ago the leader of the soviet union in the mid set i i believe that was the brezhnev era yeah okay? brezhnev, Leonid yeah. brezhnev the man with 400-pound eyebrows. That's correct. Okay? That is correct. <laughs> and Brezhnev was the, was the leader of the Soviet. And, and, and there, there's nothing that I learned then that, that hasn't been uh, reconfirmed a hundred times since then and made much worse now, we learn, with Vladimir Putin running Russia, the remnants of the Soviet Union, that Russia has never been, and this is, in my opinion, Russia is the place that's not a real country. It's not Ukraine. Yeah. Russia has been this 11 time zone crossroads of grievance and inability to play well with the rest of the world, whether there are czars, whether there are communists, whether there are post Soviet Union leaders who profess in the case of putin that he really wanted to to bring the country forward and and, and get involved with the america and may, maybe one day we'll even join nato you mean he actually said that early on yeah, that might not be let's think about that that would be a good thing maybe maybe i'm sure he didn't mean that we know he didn't mean that um but but russia itself is is truly a it's an impossible place really really is and so uh, joe biden who has had the upper hand and the west has had the upper hand and nato has had the upper hand here and the ukrainian army has had the upper hand 
and President Zelensky has had the upper hand. The idea that that's all swept away because Joe Biden said something unnecessary, it's not a question of not true, we don't believe it, just unnecessary, that that turns everything around is ridiculous. It's But because the politics not only doesn't stop at the water's edge, apparently it starts at the water's edge. That's exactly now. correct. Um, you know, this will be this will be cannon fodder, not only for Republicans here, but it's big cannon fodder for the internal sense of grievance that the Russian people have, especially ones who are closed off from information about the rest of the world and certainly the last few months about what's been going on with foreign policy because I'm sure they're being told exactly what Joe Biden said and they're being told that Joe Biden wants to overthrow Vladimir Putin and just like Republicans do, he doesn't want to just overthrow Vladimir Putin. He wants to overthrow you, Mm. the Russian people. What's the reason, again, I don't, again, this is a, a really very intensely intelligent narrative. What's the reason that we want Russia? I forgot. Why, why do we want their shitty country? That's not the point. Not it's. I, I, I think the damage that was done was the point one on a scale of one to ten. Perhaps he shouldn't have said it. It was a human declaration, and it is the sort of thing I do agree that oftentimes when Donald Trump would just say shit and not run it past, when, when presidents give speeches, traditionally what has happened is you run it by the state that the State Department, and you run it by the Department of Defense, and you run it by this guy and that guy, and they say, well, don't say this. Say this differently here. This is going to make life tough here. This will make life easy here. He didn't do that. I get that. I understand that. But I also, the the amount of hand-wringing over this seems to be, I think, kind of histrionic in some way, shape, or form. Uh, I, I, I think it's okay. I, I'm kind of sad that the White House walked it back. I understand why they had to. Uh, but it was it was a fairly human declaration. I don't see it as boy, this is really going to piss Putin off. Now he's going to start using chemical weapons and being an asshole. Right. I, I don't I don't get that. You no, know? no, no, no. You know what? Now Brit, he's going to start lying about things. <laughs> I mean, I don't I don't. Under, they had a great story. I wish I had the story. You probably saw it. Was they had some Russian journalists that did a Zoom interview with Zelensky, and so immediately. The, the edict comes down from the Kremlin. This cannot be published inside of Russia. Well, they published it everywhere outside of Russia. Everywhere it's not Russia, they published it. This goes back to your declaration that this man doesn't really understand what's going on in the 21st century. This this guy Putin, he doesn't really get what's... You can shut down things within your country to an extent. Eventually that comes back to haunt you. You can't really do that. But everybody else is going to know what, you're an, what kind of an asshole you are. You know? Uh... So yeah, I, I don't I don't know if it was Joe Biden's finest moment, but it, on the list of his bad moments, I don't even know if it makes that list either. Well, that's not good because this was not a good moment. It was, was not a good moment, and I and I and I think, for instance, the attempt by uh, liberals, Democrats, MSNB, anybody to say, "Oh, this is just like Mr. Gorbachev, tear down this wall." Yeah. Not, not it wasn't. It wasn't even liberals. There were a lot of conservatives that were saying that. There were a lot of conservatives that were actually tweeting that out, saying this was his uh, teardown. It was a great speech and all this but other that, stuff. But that's the point. shit. Okay, they don't support Joe Biden, and and this is not what you want to. Oh, I, I've been against Joe Biden for everything. Oh, finally, he said that the uh, 
Putin shouldn't be in power. Oh, he's great. We know that. That's just a, a given. That's just a given. Um, I mean, it, Putin's trying to kill Zelensky. Okay? Yeah. That's more, way more important than us just saying, you know, we need to try to kill Putin. Or there needs to be somebody inside the... Do you see the... the uh... It's just, you see the sh- it just goes without saying. You don't need to say it. It's just there. Did you, you see know, the Sean? The, did you see the, the Sean Penn thing about how he was, uh, if if Zelensky wasn't invited to at least appear at the Oscars via Zoom, he would not, uh, he would he would melt down. He would smelt his two Oscars that he owns. <laughs> Speaking of being in a violent environment, holy shit, he's had enough of that. Zelensky doesn't need to be in that situation. He probably didn't do that. You know what he did? After the Oscars were over, he went up and smacked them. He smacked his Oscars. Uh, let's let's talk about the inimitable and the inevitable and the awful Ted Cruz. Um, a story out about him personally getting a call from the president of the United States, who was the president back in December of 2020, wanting Ted Cruz to represent him in front of the United States Supreme Court. Uh, yeah. Uh, let, me just, let me just go from the the uh, actual the actual article. This, this is the first two paragraphs uh-huh. uh, in t- in today's uh, Washington Post, and it's titled "Inside Ted Cruz's Last Ditch Battle to Keep Trump in Power." Ted Cruz was dining near the Capitol on the evening of December eighth, twenty twenty, right when he got an urgent call from Trump. A lawsuit had just been filed at the Supreme Court designed to overturn the election Trump had lost. And the president wanted help from the Texas Republican. Would you be willing to argue the case? Trump asked Cruz, as the senator later recalled it. Sure, I'd be happy to. Let me sound like Sure, I'd be happy to. (laughs) Doesn't he have kind of this geeky look? If the court granted a hearing, Cruz said, absolutely, yeah. The call was just one step in a collaboration that for two months turned the once bitter political enemies into close allies in the effort to keep Trump in the White House based on the president's false claims about a stolen election. By Cruz's own account, he was, quote, leading the charge to prevent the certification of Joe Biden as president. So uh, Donald Trump called the man who he said his wife was was he is, is flat out ugly? What did what did he say about Cruz's wife? He insinuated she wasn't attractive. Was like, I tell you, it's not a not a, not a, not a good looking woman there. Something like that. Yeah. See, I'm we, just so glad they got over that little little yeah. bump. I'm so Speaking glad. of people who should have slapped other people. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right. So so there's that. So no wonder they haven't been able to have hearings yet. And I wish they could have them big public hearings on TV. But there is so much shit. There is so much crap that comes flowing out all the time. Uh, We have earlier today a federal judge. He's a California federal judge. Judge David O. Carter finding that Trump more likely than not committed crimes in a bid to remain in power, setting off a whole bunch of reactions. And this is in association with that crank uh, quote-unquote law professor John Eastman, um, who claimed that he didn't have to turn over emails that he had with the White House because he had executive privilege. This is Eastman talking, and they said, no, wrong, you're wrong. 
Uh, we always like to find out who the federal judge is who appointed him. I checked it out. Judge uh, David O'Carter is 78 years old. He was appointed by Bill Clinton. He is a war hero with a purple heart and served in Vietnam. And um, we always like to mention those things in case someone would uh, actually think that there's some kind of political bias by definition. And you know that there's not. You know that there's not. So on and on it goes. Uh, you know, I, I guess we're looking now probably not even April, maybe May, before we see uh, something big on, on, on TV happening here. And if they don't do big TV... Uh, Trump's easily going to skate because you can't put out a report. You uh-huh. can't put out. I agree. You just can't do it. it, it you, you've got to have, you've got to get some people willing to come on television. And speak and I understand that uh, Netflix got the streaming rights already. They've already locked that up. So they're, they're in good really? shape. Yeah. They got yeah. That. Uh, we, we have talked about Jenny Thomas, who is the uh, wife of uh, Clarence Thomas, who just got out of the hospital. And uh, apparently she was helping to plot to overturn the election back in the day and was trying to text with Mark Meadows and several other people. The January 6th committee wants to talk with Jenny Thomas, who has had a troubled political past to say the very least, Brad. Well, troubled, that's what you liberals think. Okay, <laughs> She has been a, a, a solid spear carrier for patriotism and American values sure. since the day she met uh, Clarence Thomas. Oh, and by the way, uh, just in case, uh, you're not paying attention in a few weeks when the Senate Judiciary Committee uh, votes to pass along uh, Judge Thomas's uh, nomination to the full Senate for approval for her place on the Supreme Court. It just may be a uh, 50-50 vote with the 51st vote cast by the Vice President. So that would mean that uh, Justice Thomas just got in by a hair. <laughs> just a- Jeez, Louise. Do the do the on that note, do the Russian dressing story on the way out. Dear Lord. Uh all right. <clears throat> we have a uh, piece out of the Wall Street Journal. Not officially confirmed yet, but uh this one sounds reasonable, so we're gonna go with it. Uh the uh, Russian oligarch Roman Abramovich, who is participating in the talks. Yeah peace talks, if in fact there are any, I guess there are, uh, he apparently uh, was was poisoned a long time ago, and we have another guy who has uh, uh, been poisoned. So this is how they're, you talk about poisoning the talks. <laughs> so Abramovich, Abramovich is the guy that owned the, the Chelsea team in yeah. Great Britain, and he was forced, he's been forced to kind of put the thing up for sale at this point. Yeah. He's also yeah. been um, a guy who's been fairly philanthropic. I think he's given a lot of money to causes in Israel for remembering the Holocaust and this sort of thing. Yeah. Um, so think about that. So the Russians are willing to poison one of their own people, which, of course, they are. And are to poison the Ukrainians who are sitting yeah. there in, in good faith, trying to uh, bring an end to the war in, in, in some way. So it, when you go... Oh, yeah, but what about what Joe Biden said? Well, I know, I know, um, it never stops, and we can't play, but what about, and why aren't you saying anything about this, and wasn't this worse, and and wasn't that worse? Um, But the very idea that this is likely to be true, that they're 
their poisoning. But that, that goes to the reason I headlined it. Uh, there are other reasons to not eat Russian dressing besides just, well, you know, protesting Russia. <laughs> or, now, isn't Thousand Island the same as Russian dressing? It's not identical. Yeah, without the relish, without the pickles and shit in it. Is that that's the difference? Yeah, that's basically it. Yeah. That, 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 that's, I mean, I hate to break bust everybody's bubble. Nobody, nobody's buying Russian dressing, dressing anyway. It just sits there on the shelf. Nobody purchases that shit anymore. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we, we went to oil and vinegar about five years ago. We never buy any. Yeah. It's easy. Any. Easy peasy, right? Just, there it is. You're done. Yeah. 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 All right. That, that's my list. You got anything else we need to take care of? I think that'll fix us for today. That's about all I can handle. All right. All right. Good enough. Uh, on the next Brad and Britt cast, which goes live at uh, 1.30 Eastern time on Tuesday, it'll be our friend Park Pewterbaugh, and um, uh, we'll break down. I break down every day. After I get done with this, I go in the other room. I just break down. That's what I do. That's what I do. That's what I do. <laughs> we'll see you then. <laughs>